Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Vessalatu vesselam ala Resul al-Kerim. Ve ala alihi sahbihi barik ve selim. Elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillah. İnşallah in this uh, recording we will talk about the Sayyid, the Imam Habib Abdul Qadir al-Saqqaf radiyallahu anhu. He is the noble Sayyid from the pure and glorious lineage. The Imam the erudite scholar, the embodiment of noble and great characteristics, the caller to Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa He is Al-Habib Abdul Qadir bin Ahmed bin Abdurrahman bin Ali bin Umar bin Saqaf bin Muhammad bin Umar bin Taha bin Umar bin Taha bin Umar bin Abdurrahman bin Muhammad bin Ali bin Abdurrahman al-Saqaf bin Muhammad Mawla Dawila bin Ali bin Alwi Bin Al-Faqil Muqaddam Muhammad bin Ali bin Muhammad Sahmirbat bin Ali Khaliqasim bin Aliwi bin Muhammad Mawla Soma bin Aliwi bin Ubaidullah bin Al-Mahajalala Ahmad bin Isa bin Muhammad bin Ali Al-Uraidi bin Jafar Sadiq bin Muhammad Al-Baqir bin Ali Zainal Abidin bin Hussein Al-Sabt bin Ali bin Abi Talib wa Fatum bin Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi wa Ala Alihi Sahib Barik wa Salim Habib Abdul Qadir Sakaf was born in the city of Siyun in Hadramaut in the month of Jumad al-Akhir in the year 1331 Hijri. He grew up in a household of guidance and piety. His father Habib Ahmad bin Abdurrahman was a renowned imam of his time. His fame required no introduction. He was the noble Sayyid, the generous scholar and worshipper, who had excelled in the ranks of the spiritual path and ascended to the highest levels. He would speak regarding the ocean of realities without any hesitation. As the great scholars and saints of the time all attested that he was a slave who knew his Lord. His Lord taught him, honoured him, granted him proximity, purified him and adorned him. Therefore, there is no surprise that his son would speak such wisdom at such an early age when he was filled with such knowledge, forbearance and light. His mother was the noble Sharifa Sayyidah Alawiyah the daughter of Habib Ahmad bin Muhammad al-Jifri. She, radiyallahu anha, was from the noble family of al-Haddad, a righteous woman who loved good and its people. Habib Ahmad bin Abdurrahman had been married to women previously. When one of the Mahibbin suggested this match, he pondered over it, and not, want, not wanting to end it wrongly until Allah expanded his breast to the matter, and he married her. And she became pregnant with a child, whom Imam Ali al-Habshi radiyallahu named Abdul Qadir. However, this child passed away. But when the second child was born, Imam Ali bin Muhammad al-Habshi radiyallahu named Abdul Qadir once again and gave glad tidings regarding his future rank. The child opened his blessed eyes to, to divine secrets, light, lights and worship and obedience in his environment. There was nothing that surrounded him but the signs of his Lord, the remembrance, the prayer, the fasting, the recitation of the Qur'an, Guidance, piety, belief, knowledge, action and excellence. His heart was nurtured on the natural inclination of Tawheed. Day after day he would yearn for ascensions and he was surrounded by all the means to fulfil that which was brimming in his heart. He grew up taking to those means in all earnest, seeing his father, the Imam, either in prayer, fasting, in knowledge or action, in night prayers, in gatherings or teaching or in the veneration of the masters and watching his pure, pious and blessed mother in remembrance and worship throughout the day and night. Such an environment had an impact on the heart of the child. He witnessed the fruits of striving in a household 
that knew no laziness or boredom. This is the way of the people of the righteous predecessors, those who knew the preciousness of time and so they filled it with openings and bestowals. The early childhood of Habib Abdul Qadir Sagaf was under the supervision of his parents, who gave him an educational upbringing and fine manners. For early education in Hadramaut was at the peak of fine manners and engaging the limbs in worship with sincerity and perfection of the heart. According to the Ba'alwi tradition, he received from his father, who inherited the secrets of his forefathers. And whenever Habib Abdul Qadir went to learn about his fathers, his inward would overflow with a strange motivation over his outward. And, sh- and his sheikh during this early phase of his life was Sheikh Taha bin Abdullah bin Hamid, who was in charge of education and instruction. <clears throat> the Madrasa and Nahla Ilmiya, the school for reviving knowledge, Habib Abdul Qadir received a great portion in this madrasa. He learned the various Islamic sciences, literature, the seerah, history, and many other subjects. He was amongst the most outstanding students. His father opened up, opened up a section of the school just for the hifz of the Quran. Habib Abdul Qadir, with all earnestness, memorized the Quran in a very short amount of time. Habib Abdul Qadir mentions that Sheikh Ali Ba'a Khathir would encourage him would encourage them to visit him when they were not studying and he would give them something to eat and drink and would read from the books of literature and wisdom to them. And on their return home, Habib's, Habib al-Qadr's father would inquire what he had read with his teacher and if he found any exaggeration therein, he would correct him and guide him towards the couplets of Imam al-Haddad and Habib Umar bin Sagaf and Ibn al-Mukri. Habib Abdul Qadr was not accustomed to mixing with other youngsters and neither was he interested in what they did. Instead, he would spend all his time studying everything that he had memorized. And very soon he had mastered the seven recitation of the Quran with Sheikh Hassan Abdullah Baraja. And then soon after, when his, when his teacher returned from Makkah, he had mastered all of them. Despite these lessons of Quran and language and fiqh, he continually studied with his father, sometimes completing an entire book in one day. He learned from his father about the secrets and blessings of time. With such determination, the mind of Habib grew in understanding, in knowledge, from the outpouring of the One, the Everlasting Lord. Teaching in the Madrasa Nahla Ilmiya. This Madrasa was distinguished for producing geniuses who would go on to teach in the school. And Habib Abdul Qadir was amongst the most outstanding students who started teaching. He, may Allah be pleased with him, excelled in teaching in such a competitive environment when knowledge was at its peak. His students and murids still remember and honour those days. Alongside teaching at Madrasa, Habib Abdul Qadir took his father's place in teaching in public and private gatherings, which, which used to be held in Masjid Taha bin Umar As-Safi. And he would teach all of the students that came to the city. Manifest within his teaching was the depth and sounding and understanding of his knowledge. There was tremendous soundness. And he was the delight of his father's eye and the inheritor of his forefather's secret. He was able to solve the most complex problems in the easiest of ways. And many students emerged grateful and would always remember him and testify to the greatness of his wisdom. Habib Abdul Qadir says on the passing away of his father that my father's illness, may Allah have mercy upon him, began as a light fever on the eve of 18th of Ramadan, 1356 Hijri. He ordered me to lead the people in prayer, so I did. Thereafter, my father was in and out of consciousness, 
and he was suffering from a very severe fever. He would say at such a time that Imam al-Haddad endured a fever for 15 years and he would say this is the rank of the Qutb. He remained in a state of weakness and bearing the fever until moments before the sunset on Saturday the 4th of Muharram 1357 Hijri when his noble spirit poured out to his Lord. Throughout he remained steadfast with utmost patience and forbearance with a sound state of mind, always asking the timings of the prayer. His noble spirit did not leave him until he had completed his Asa prayer on that day. He prayed upon his bed as he had done so throughout the whole of his illness. After the passing away of his father, the burden of, of responsibility grew upon the shoulders of the inheritor Habib Abdul Qadir Saqqaf and the great responsibility of teaching and calling to Allah, looking after the needy, the impoverished and their problems all fell upon him. It was his responsibility to ensure their happiness to tend to the affairs of his family and relatives and all those around him. And all of the great masters and noble contemporaries agree that Habib Abdul Qadir Saqaf had indeed inherited his father's secret. He says, Habib Abdul Qadir, he says, that I witnessed 21 years of my father's life. These were years in which I was conscious. He passed away at the age of 79 and my age was 25. He took great care of me and made me accompany him to Tareem, Aynat, Hotha, Shabam, and he would and he would present me to the Mashaikh of the time. Regarding the character of Habib Abdul Qadir, everyone who knew him or had an affiliation who or who had an affiliation with him would feel the depth of kindness and proximity that he had towards them. Each one would feel that they were the most privileged in his company, and this was because of the beautiful way he would receive them. His cheerfulness, his kindness, his perfection and compassion towards the people. He would never show any harshness, never a frown, never a rebuke, even if it was even if it was over a matter that displeased him. His kindness with the people was to such an extent that their hearts would, would become attached to this blessed role model. And as a result of this, the filth of their nafs would be cleansed away. Such a person would soon become repentant. He would become upright and begin to follow him. Many of his close companions witnessed this and saw many people impacted by this beautiful, virtuous character. He disliked any talk of the world and its events in his gathering and would only mention things in passing or for an important reason or to warn of a dangerous situation regarding the Muslims or Islam. You would see that a minimal amount of news was enough for him. He would then call the Muslims to that which is good for the matter of their religion and world. There were many of his lovers and many well-wishers in Jeddah, in Mecca, in Medina, and many, many other places, who would ardently desire his presence in their houses, and he would answer the invitations with pleasure and happiness. At times, there were several invitations in one day, and he would attend each invitation or gathering, even if it was just for a few minutes, in order to comfort the host. And then he would leave to attend another gathering. In his sermons and in calling the people to Allah, he was always more cheerful and kind to the people of to the people of Tawheed. He did not like to rebuke people directly and he would unite hearts and attract them towards their Lord, their Prophet their righteous ancestors in which they in which were inviting and attractive. He would present sayings and stories which were inviting to the hearts to the point that the listener would feel the ranks of these men and would be encouraged by their states. A person would feel his shortcomings and his heart 
would be moved to repentance and seeking Allah. In many of his gatherings and reminders, he would emphasize the importance of the Quran, the Hadith, the Afsir, the books of the righteous Salaf, preserving time, arranging one's duties, and he would use the example of his father and the lives of the righteous predecessors. Habib Abdul Qadir would always emphasize in his gatherings the importance of having a connection with the Mashaykh and the impact that this would have upon the inward and the outward of a person. And he would explain how the distance of the path is shortened through their blessings and the goodness of their supervision when a murid is sincere. He would encourage in particular the children of the Bani Alawi and those who are affiliated with them to never miss their illuminated gatherings. He would encourage them to meet with the Mashaykh, even if it was just for receiving the blessing of looking at their pious, righteous faces, quoting the hadith, Allah's servants, when gazing upon them, Allah is remembered. In his reminders, counsels and sermons, he would mention many stories of the Mashaykh and the benefits having, of having a sincere connection with them and the effect of their piercing gazes upon the seeker who was ready for such blessings. And he would seal his gatherings with the blessed Fatiha, which is amongst the greatest means for those present to receive peace. And he would also encourage the seekers to write their benefits, in particular regarding the sciences of fiqh and hadith, and the states of piety over the righteous predecessors. Regarding the love Habib Abdul Qadir had for the great Qutb, Habib Ahmad Mushub bin Taha al Haddad, Habib Abdul Qadir had the greatest connection with Habib Ahmad Mushur al-Haddad. May Allah make us benefit from them both here and hereafter. There was no gathering in which they would meet together, but that each would venerate under the other. Whenever Habib Abdul Qadir spoke on any occasion, he would end his speech by referring the talk to Habib Ahmad Mushur to add, to add to what he had already said. And they would visit each other abundantly. In their gatherings, the spirits would unite which would, move the, which would move the hearts into the rank of Iman and proximity to Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi wa Alaihi wa And there were many times in Jeddah where they would meet and scatter precious pearls of wisdom and knowledge upon these gathered, upon those gathered. Such words of wisdom were worthy of being written in gold. Amongst the signs of their intimate friendship was their trip to the Qumara Islands in 1393 to visit the Imam Habib Umar bin Ahmad bin Abi Bakr bin Sumayt radiyallahu anhum who was the Sheikh of Habib Ahmashur al-Haddad and from there they received on the bounty of the Imam and subsequently they both went together to, to East Africa for dawah calling people to Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa Habib Abdul Qadir continued his dawah in the Hijaz traveling between Jeddah and the sacred sanctuaries spreading the knowledge and mercy that he had inherited from his grandfather, Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. Being a great spiritual master and heir of the Blessed Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, not only was his service to the Ummah through external teaching, but also by bearing the burden of their afflictions on his shoulders and to avert calamities away from the Ummah. Towards the end of, of his life, he even sacrificed the flesh of his body to his Lord. And due to physical illness and physical weakness, he was unable to leave the house. However, he continued to receive many visitors. At the age of 100, his noble spirit left this world and joined his Lord on the 19th of Rabi'a Thani, 1431 Hijri, which um, corresponds to the 4th of April, 2010, prior to the time of Fajr. A funeral prayer took place on the very same night and was attended by thousands in the Masjid al-Haram in Makkah. May Allah sanctify his secret and may we continue to benefit from his life teachings, an example of his compassion, nature, and lordly presence that remains alive 
in the hearts of his lovers till this day. Wa sallallahu ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ali sahbihi wa alikusani. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.